Shalom Chavirim. It's still a couple of minutes before eight, and since it takes a few minutes for people to know that we're on live, and so I thought I'd start a couple of minutes before eight. Mm-hmm. Lots going on in the news. A lot of things going on around us. Mm-hmm. Judaism is not a monolithic religion. It's not a one-size-fits-all or one. The Roman Catholic Church has the Eastern Orthodox Church, the Exilarch, the Episcopal Church, the Anglican Church, the Archbishop of Canterbury. And for the different Protestant denominations, there are organizations, synods that determine policy, that establish what the faithful should believe. But in Judaism, we have no single individual, no committee, no one that can speak for Jews. Now, sometimes this adds to the confusion. You hear something, you see something, and you say, oh, that's what Jews believe, or this is what Jews believe. And that's just not true. There are many branches of Judaism, but even within the branches of Judaism, there are different beliefs, different practices. We all, as Jews, use the same sacred books. However, how they're understood, how they're translated, and how they are made contemporary varies from different groups, different rabbis. So just park that away that when you hear someone or you think that they speak for Judaism, they're talking, they're understanding, they may have a following, they may have many people. They're the founding fathers of the United States of America recognized that religion and politics are a toxic mix, a toxic relationship, and should be kept separate. In fact, that's even written in, the separation of church and state. Where did they get this idea from? They got it from watching Europe, from watching the wars, from watching what happened to the different inhabitants of various countries. And so they wrote into our documents, our Bill of Rights, to separate church and state. What is going on in the Middle East is a good example of mixing religion and politics. Won't have a good outcome for either side. Mm -mm. So we're getting a chance to see if we look at Iran, if we look at Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan, Pakistan, 
I'm a Zionist with a small Z. I'm not a political Zionist. I'm a cultural Zionist. Which, which means I don't agree with what is going on in Israeli politics, and I don't support a lot of what the Israeli government does. It's a country, and it's not always a Jewish country. And it's deviated from some of our Jewish teachings and our Jewish practices and beliefs. And it's not a matter of agreeing with the Talmud. The Talmud is a collection of rabbinic discussion of the Jewish oral laws. And the Talmud is unique because it doesn't give you a conclusion. It gives you the majority and the minority. And it leaves it up to you, the reader, to decide what you're going to follow, what how meaningful the, the text is. And so the function of a rabbi is to study, to lead, and to answer questions. And if not answering questions, then put forth the rabbi's understanding. Um, no, Talmud is, is a study guide. The word holy, we have to, you might want to define what you mean by holy. Set aside, sacred, having a special place. But the Talmud was not the revealed word of God. It's rabbis discussing. And we can learn a lot from discussion. We can learn a lot from their conclusions. Mm-hmm. Whoops, that went by too fast. Each of us has our own understanding of the world, the universe. And our founding fathers recognized that religion and one's religious beliefs should be kept out of politics, should be separate. What we're watching now is that politicians want to declare the United States of America a Christian country. What does that do to everyone that's not a Christian? And besides, what does that do to everyone who doesn't follow their brand of Christianity? Think about the wars between France and England between Catholics and Protestants, between Scotland and England. These were the result of someone declaring that the country was a specific religion, and it was their understanding of that religion, no one else's. And that's why our founding fathers wanted to keep religion out of politics. That's why the Founding Fathers said, what you and I practice is okay. There shouldn't be a law or rule that you have to swear allegiance to a specific religion or a specific book. No. However, unfortunately, we're seeing politicians now promoting their brand of Christianity, not Christianity. There's no, but make no mistake, no mistake, just because they claim that the United States is a Christian nation and you are a Christian, don't think you're included because you're probably not.
It's their brand of Christianity, their understanding. And we want to keep our focus on each of us having our own beliefs, our own practices, as long as they don't interfere with someone else's. When you start promoting the United States as a Christian country, you're then excluding people. You're excluding everyone who's not a Christian, right off the bat, at the very beginning, which is the majority of our population. Then you're saying, you have to practice what I believe. It won't have a good outcome, never has had a good outcome. And one merely has to look at the history of Europe, of the world, to see that doesn't have a good outcome. What actually works is respect for other people's beliefs. Now, this is an important piece. One's religion can't be based on annihilating or killing or destroying another segment of that population. Then, that's not respect. And that won't lead to our survival as the United States of America. What we need to do is take a look at religious beliefs and practices and how do they enhance my life and not destroy your life. And then not use religious practices to what, control other people, to get them to vote for you. No. The, pro the problem with that is we won't survive as a country. We won't. And I would also want to interject. I am disappointed. Last Wednesday, a good number of individuals said they wanted to join the podcast, they joined the, the, this session, or wanted to join with me. And I said, I'd love to have you join with me. So, but no one did. No one sent me an email so we could talk about how two or three of us would host the show together. I'm open. I would love to have company. I'd love to have someone to talk to and with. So please, if you are interested, rabbiblock at hotmail.com, send me an email, we'll meet in my Zoom room, and we'll discuss how you can come on live with me. I'm all for, I, I want you to join me, but I'm disappointed that so far people who said they wanted to, to join this discussion never emailed me. I'm disappointed. I was looking forward to having someone. In order for the world to survive, we have to respect each other's, each other's sovereignty. We had the First World War, the Second World War. We had the Korean police action. We had Vietnam. We were in Afghanistan. And there were no good outcomes from any of this. We, you and me, want to have a good life. We want to drink a little bourbon, have a beer, go to a ball game. We want to have fun, we want to have family, we want to raise our children. None of us 
want war, want destruction, want things pulling us apart. We don't. We just want to have our lives. Watch TikTok. Watch television. Go to the movies. Hmm? Live. That's what we want. We want to live. And when religion and politics mix, none of us can live. It's not conducive. And it just keeps escalating. Drones and missiles out of Yemen targeted American warships. What, what's that all about? Iran is instigating. Iran is pushing. And it's a mistake. Iran thinks, what, they're going to conquer the world? They're not going to conquer the world. They're just going to make it more miserable, more unhappy for their own citizens and for the rest of the world. And world history proves that. It's through respect. It is through acknowledging that other countries have a right to exist and not sending missiles or not sending suicide bombers or not attacking. That's not how you show respect. That's not how we can create a new country, a Palestine. This war is not going to end up with Palestine. You can say all you want, you can make all the remarks you can want. It's not what's going to happen. Remember what Grandma said, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. And the more killing, the more bombing, then there's a retaliation, then it goes back and forth, then you did this to me, so we're going to do this to you. And I don't see that ending in having free states. We have to focus on what is the goal? What is the goal? Let's take the United States, Mexico, and Canada. What is our goal? Our goal is free trade. Mm. Our goal is moving of citizens, being able to go back and forth between our three countries. And it's being negotiated. It, won't be, it wouldn't be solved if Mexico decides to send suicide bombers into the United States. It won't be solved if Canada sends missiles into the United States. It won't be solved if the United States sends missiles into Mexico. I heard one of our politicians say we should send an army into Mexico to stop the migrants and stop the drugs. It's not that that's insane. It is insane. It is crazy. It's not going to get to the goal. And many times we lose sight of the goal. What is the goal? Um, I just got another invitation to go live together. Yes, please. Rabbi Block at hotmail.com and we'll set up a time this coming week to talk about you, you coming on live with me next week and the questions and how we'll interact with each other. Please, I look forward to having you join me. And we're watching Russia invade Ukraine. Ukraine's a sovereign country. And the world is watching a sovereign country, children being killed in Ukraine, women being raped in Ukraine. Where's the outcry? There should be an outcry. We don't see it. 
If the goal is to have all people living together in peace, we have to focus on the goal. What will get us there? Stabbing someone because they're a Muslim or because they're Jewish isn't going to create peace. Bombing isn't going to create peace. Unfortunately, when we mix religion and politics, we lose sight of the goal and we put on blinders and we create something very narrow, very, very narrow. I'm waiting for the Messiah, Mashiach ben David. I'm waiting for the Messiah. We don't know who it is. We don't know when the Messiah will come. Now, in Judaism, keep in mind, the Messiah is only a messenger to announce the coming of God's kingdom. The goal of the Messiah is not to create God's kingdom on earth in Judaism, not to perform miracles, and not to exclude anyone. When God's kingdom is established on earth, we're all invited in. We're all God's children. God is love. God loves us. God's not going to exclude anyone because he violated a little something that someone said you shouldn't do. God doesn't work that way. God never has worked that way. God never will work that way. We're all created in love. We're all God's children. So, in Judaism, we wait for the everyone, not just Jewish people. When the, when the Messiah will come, God's messenger will announce God's kingdom will be established on earth for everyone. No one will be excluded. We're all God's children. God loves all of us. And if someone committed some type of infraction and, and didn't bow this way or ate this, what, God's going to exclude them from his kingdom? Come on, what are you thinking? God's not going to exclude someone from his kingdom because you snacked on some pork, you had some bacon. No, come on. This is man-made-up shtus. Nonsense. Man's taking liberties speaking for God. Mm-hmm. And so, when we talk in Judaism about the coming of the Messiah, what we're praying for, what we're hoping for, is God's kingdom on earth. Now, judging for what's going on in the world today, I think God's crying. I don't think God's ready. I think we've let God down. I think all of us have let God down, and in particular, those of you who are accusing someone else and saying it's their fault, they're doing it, it's them. No, no. We're all doing it. We're all doing it. And some of these pithy sayings that you're doing, this isn't going to create a Palestine. And as you know, I am for a Palestine. Like the United States, Mexico, and Canada. A country that acknowledges the right of everybody else to exist and cooperates, having trade, growing crops, visiting, having vacations together. A lot of Americans go to the Mexican Caribbean. Other places in Mexico. It's a great place to visit. Why would we not want, why would we all of a sudden say Mexico has no right to exist? We're going to push Mexico into the sea. We're going to take over their land. What kind of nonsense is that? No. The goal 
Chavirim. We have to focus on the goal. Now, when religion gets mixed with politics, we lose the goal. And then, something else enters into it that's even scarier. Hubris. Excessive human pride. We think we're right, we think our religion is the only one, and everyone else should be pushed into the sea. Everyone should be pushed into the gas. Everyone should be killed. If nothing else, according to some of our senators, people shouldn't be allowed to vote if they belong to a different religion. People shouldn't be allowed to vote if their skin's a different color. Some, there's politicians, people shouldn't vote if their English isn't the same as theirs, or if they speak with an accent. That leads to the downfall. That leads to the downfall of the states. We'll be killing each other. Mm -hmm. Iran will have won. If we declare that the United States is a Christian country and anyone who's not a Christian should go somewhere else, Iran will have won. They're supporting Iran. Iran won't have to send a bomb, won't have to lift a finger because we will have destroyed ourselves. We will have taken one of our most important, most important beliefs, the separation of church and state, we will have torn it down and we will be destroying each other. Mm -hmm. United we stand. You know, our founding fathers, the framers of the Constitution realized that they truly were putting their lives on the line. Because by starting an American Revolution, the majority of colonials did not support the American Revolution. The majority of colonialists wanted to stay with England, did not want to form a separate country. Didn't. And those who were promoting a separate country recognized that they were putting everything at risk. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we had a fight with England. And fortunately, we signed a peace treaty, and England recognized the United States of America. Gee, isn't that weird? After England lost, they never said, we're going to destroy America, we're going to push them, we're going to kill all America. England never said that. They said, okay, we fought a war over this, we now acknowledge the right of the United States of America to exist. And then we said, England, as a country, has a right to exist. Let's open up a, some stores. Let's sell some burgers. Let's sell some subs. Let's sell some Levi's. Is there a Costco in England? There probably should be. I wonder if the Costco's thought of opening up in England. Huh. Yeah. And then singling out a group of people, non-Christians, as not belonging in this country, as not being good Americans, once again, will give Russia a victory. Mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what some of our politicians are really doing. They're giving Russia and Iran a victory by turning us against each other. But we don't have to turn against each other. Yeah, keep those expletives coming. I kind of like the way TikTok censors out when some of you viewing uh, want to say, please, 
send those comments to rabbiblock at hotmail.com. I'd like to read what you're saying about me that TikTok won't let you say about me. I'd like to read it. Hmm? Please. Oh, come on. You could do that. And those of you who are sending those expletives and, and statements that are getting censored, I'd like you to join me. Send me an email so you can join me in the coming Wednesday night. There's a lot of Wednesdays coming up. Mm-hmm. So I'd like you to, to join me. That's my message for this evening. United we stand. Muslim, Christian, Jew, Hindu. There's a lot we share. In fact, we share more than we don't. It's how we view the universe. You know, there are as many ways to understand God as there are leaves in the trees, in the forest. Right now, most of our leaves are gone because it's fall. But we know what the trees look like when they're full. And one leaf doesn't take away from another leaf. There are millions of leaves. And it doesn't take away anything from any of the other leaves. They all have their place in the sun. And so it is with religion. We can all have our place in the sun. But not if we destroy each other, not if we stab each other, not if we single out someone because they are Muslim, they are Jewish, they are Presbyterian, they are Episcopalian, they are Roman Catholic. This woman, the sun for all of us. So let's not fall into that trap. Let's not fall into, we're the good guys and they're the bad guys. No. A pox on both their houses. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between being Jewish and a Zionist. I'm a Zionist with a small Z, not a capital Z. I don't support the present Israeli politics. Israel, Israel is a country. I am an American, and I'm Jewish. Now, there are a billion individuals on TikTok. So I would say that every religion in the known universe is represented by someone on TikTok. Mm -hmm. We can listen to each other. We can cooperate. We can share. We don't have to believe the same thing. We don't have to believe the same thing. But we do have to believe is that each of us has the right to exist. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that's the line that we find, and I remember I'm American, so I talk a lot about the United States, but we find that happening all over the world. And there's a lot of history behind Israel, Judea, Palestine, Transjordan, Jordan. There's a lot of maps, there's a lot of divisions, there are a lot of partition plans. Do I condemn... I'm not, I don't condemn any country for defending itself when attacked. This isn't about condemning. This isn't about pointing a finger. This is about how you and I respond to what's going on out there. And it's very disrespectful to say, shut up and answer my question. In fact, you know, that just proves my point, doesn't it? Hubris. 
Your own ego is getting in the way. You know, I was a, a chaplain with the Veterans Administration for 40 years. I was assigned to a psychiatric hospital. So, if you like, I spent 40 years in a psychiatric hospital. So, what's your excuse for your bad behavior? Mm-hmm. And I was an addictions chaplain for 20 of those years. One of our popular sayings, I want to say to many of you writing things down, take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth. Listen to the other side. Watch what's going on. Take the cotton out of your ears and stuff it in your mouth and stop putting all those expletives. Come on. And stop telling me solutions or things. It's not that simple. And really, really. Hawkeye on MASH, talking to Father Mulcahy, said, War is worse than hell because in hell there are no innocent bystanders. And I think that's what sums up what's going on in Gaza. War is worse than hell because hell doesn't have any bystanders. People, according to one religion, are condemned and they're supposed to be there based on their, their actions. Not good. What we're watching isn't good. And my condemning or not supporting, that's not going to change the reality. But what will change the reality is our attitude to say a pox on both their houses. It's time that Hamas recognizes the existence of the state of Israel, then Israel recognizes the state of Palestine. Mexico recognizes the United States. Canada recognizes the United States. No bombs, no threats. Nothing going on. Mm -hmm. Well, it's coming to the end of our hour. Thank you for listening to me this evening. And I hope you'll join me again next Wednesday night for another half hour together. And if I have not answered your question to your satisfaction, Please send your question to me in an email. I'll meet with you personally. We can talk more about it. I'll answer your question. I'll, I'll write you an answer. Uh, it's sometimes difficult with the, the speed at which the scrolling goes by for me to give an answer. And if you like, I'm available on YouTube. It's called The Rabbi and I. You can listen to my podcast, The Rabbi and I. And for those who are really curious, I have a podcast called How to Be Jewish in 30 Seconds. So, for those of you who would like to know How to Be Jewish in 30 Seconds, it's on Apple or whatever platform that you use to listen to your podcast. Once again, Chaveyorim, thank you, and I look forward to you listening to me next Wednesday night. <laughs>